You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. Number one, I'll be talking this morning about, uh, my title is We Are His Workmanship, but I'm going to be talking about assignments. But uh, one of the things the the Lord spoke to me very clearly, that for for many of His people, their assignment is to be blessed. Now, I, I said that in a very general, broad term, but literally your assignment is to publicly and openly be blessed but that absolutely that it will make the heathen jealous and walk and and, 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 and and not so much in wanting what you have but wanting to know who you connected with who hooked you up with this amen there, there, I'm telling you, there is, a, you know, we think that assignments are all about doing stuff. Sometimes assignments are about receiving, Pastor Cindy, as you were talking about. And, the, and sometimes it's, we, we think that we've got to earn everything. I mean, we figure, well, you know, I, 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 I can't have anything if I don't do anything. And I mean, and there is a, a, a truth in the sense that, you know, you, you, uh, you do need to, you know, God will bless the works of your hands, but I'm going to tell you something. He'll also bless your limitations. Yeah, that's right. And this is what, what, what I was hearing, two things that, that, that are going to happen in the midst of this. One, where doors have been closed to you, God says, you just haven't seen the open door yet. There's open doors that are coming. I don't know how many of you come to a place and to a, a time and season where it just seems like you had no options. There was no door. I mean, you knocked, you checked, you investigated, you went online, amen, you applied, you did this, that, and the other. Like Just like the brother, you know, he gets a, pra- gets a word about promotion, and the next thing he knows, he's out of a job. So you come to prophetic night, you get a word about promotion, don't be surprised if you get a visit to the HR's office, okay? Amen. Because your, promote, your promotion may, be co- may come with a box of your personal items going out the door. You know, sometimes those, uh, uh, th- those what look like setbacks are setups. I've been fired from a job one time in my life. Did not see it coming. Absolutely, I wasn't any trouble. wasn't in any trouble. Hadn't done anything. It just all of a sudden, uh, I, I, you know, I, I get called into the director's office. I sit down. He's introducing me to the HR lady who I knew. You know, I'm like, why are you introducing me to her? You know, and and, and uh, I guess because I was about to see her in a different light. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and, and without getting in, into any details, uh, my, my uh, manager, who I thought was my good friend, is walking me out the door with my stuff. And I was angry. I was really, I was, I was upset about this. I mean, it was hard. It was heartbreaking. It really was. I felt rejected. I felt, I felt like I, I'd failed. I didn't, and I was, I, but I was angry. I felt like I was being dealt with unjustly. And, uh, 
And I went through this whole process of dealing with that. Well, the interesting thing about it, the very the very next day, I get a call from a former co-worker who was who who was a manager at a brand new company in the same industry I'm in. He said, "Would you come in for an interview?" I heard what happened. Wow, bad news travels fast, doesn't it? <laughs> And so I ended up getting a job making, make, making more money with having less responsibility, which was nice. But, uh, but what I'm saying is sometimes those season of open doors is just, it, it, when it looks like you, you have run out of options, there are options that have been reserved for you. And so some of you are about to come into some open doors you weren't even looking for. You didn't even expect. And in addition to that, many of you are going to receive miracles. I'm talking miracles, stuff that man cannot do. No lawyer can do, no doctor can do. Amen. No employer can do. Nobody can do. You can. If you if you could, you would have done it by now. Amen. And sometimes we've got to come to the end of ourselves. Amen. Before we realize, okay, God, this is bigger than me. God's been ministering to me. He just he's just been reminding me of His Word, where He said, where He says, He says, I am a very present help in the day of trouble. I'm a present help. What does that mean? I'm there. I'm there. You're in a mess. I'm in your mess with you. You're in a battle. I'm in the battle with you. I am Jehovah Nisi. Thank you, ladies, for coming up here this morning, bringing the flags. Bringing the bring, bringing the flag. I'm just telling you, there was a there was a wave of glory that you guys broke through for on our behalf. Thank you. But I want to talk about assignments. Everybody will sign up for the assignment to be blessed. Well, well, get 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 ready. Get ready. All right. In uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You know, as a prophetic church, we're always, you know, uh, uh, one of the, we're, we're, we're all about destiny. We're all about, you know, the, the future that God has for us and, and all of that. But sometimes we get kind of one-sided in our perspective where, where it's always about the thing that's coming, the next thing, the next season, the next move, the next breakthrough, and that we forget about what's in front of us. That, assign, that next assignment may not come until you have finished the assignment you're in. Come on, come on. And you're like, well, I don't know what my assignment is. How many of you are married? Guess what? You've got an assignment. 
How many of you are parents? You've got an assignment, maybe more than one. How many of you are employed? You have an assignment. I'm telling you, we th- we, we, we're looking for uh, the, this, this thing that we've been prophesied about that, that, you know, that God is just, you know, we're just waiting for this assignment to show up and God is looking at are you, how are you stewarding your current assignment? And we can't see the forest for the trees and the assignment is plain as the nose on our face. Like my wife says a lot of times, I'll, look, I'll be looking in the refrigerator looking for, looking for mustard or looking for a, a, a cucumber or whatever the case may be. And I say, baby, I can't find this. And she has this, she has this wonderful saying when I can't find something. She says, it's in your nose. <laughs> I think that's Peruvian for it's in your face. And when she asked me to get something out of her purse, oh my gosh. I don't want to go there. That's boldly going where no man has any business going. But there are things we need to understand is we tend to separate these great words about ministry and breakthrough and blessing and, and, and future and destiny, and we separate that from our natural day-to-day life. And that's a problem. Because you can't get where you're going if you don't know where you are. Jesus himself, he said, uh, he, he said, what I see the Father doing, that is what I do. I cannot do nothing of anything of myself. We have to understand that for 30 years, Jesus' assignment was to learn a trade, learn from the rabbis, be a good Jewish boy, And become a man for 30 years. You see, Jesus understood his assignment. The problem is nobody around him could recognize the assignment. They, They always misunderstood it. His own mother couldn't understand. You know, he's in the temple. He's, he's speaking at 12 years old. He's speaking to the elders. He's speaking to the rabbis and to, and to the priests. He's talking to them and, and expounding it on his knowledge of the Torah. And it says that they were bewildered. They were amazed at the wisdom and the knowledge this young man had. And the scripture, and the only other thing the scripture tells us about his childhood is that he grew in wisdom and stature. That was his assignment. Some of us, our assignment is we just got to grow up. Are you listening to me? Our assignment is our character. Our assignment is learning how to make your bed in the morning. Your assignment 
is learn how to communicate with people without an electronic device. I know, I've gone from preaching to meddling. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, sometimes our assignments are not as dramatic as we think they are. And because it doesn't come with an angelic visitation and the sound of a trumpet, we think, we, we, we don't recognize it. Those of you that get up early writing down dreams and visions and going into intercession and having communication with the Lord, that is a tremendous assignment. Because literally you are participating in bringing heaven into earth. You don't get any thanks for it. You don't get any applause for it. Amen. You don't get recognized for it, but literally that is an assignment. Amen. And as you're faithful in stewarding that assignment, more is going to come. They that is faithful in this few things, I will make ruler over many. Assignments. Those of you that are taking care of, uh, of, Loved ones that are not well, your caregivers, that is your assignment. That is your assignment. There's just so many things that God is watching that we need, that we do, we consider insignificant. What we need to do is offer those mundane assignments to God as a sacrifice so that He can consume it, so that He can invade it. And what, and what hinders us so many times is that we're so uh, focused on our inabilities. We're focused on our lack of opportunities. We're focused on our insufficiencies. There's nothing wrong with recognizing your limitations. Just realize your assignment doesn't stop at your limitations. Paul talks about this in Corinthians. He says, he says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the glory might not be of us, but of him. We need to understand that, that it's even Jesus himself He said, I can do nothing of myself. Jesus, when he came to earth and emptied himself, became limited. It was self-imposed limitation, but it was limitation nonetheless. He emptied himself. Why? So that he would learn to walk as, as, as God in the flesh to live as limited men live as men who are weak, as men who are subject to temptations, as men who are subject to suffering. He came so that he might learn to be our faithful high priest because he could not accomplish that without knowing our limitations, without knowing our weaknesses. You see, your limitations are not liabilities. Your limitations are the starting point of his Obedience of his, excuse me, of his, of his power. That's the starting point. 
when we come to the end of ourselves, when we says, God, if, the, if you don't show up, I'm done. I can't do this by myself, Lord. I don't understand this. I don't know how to do this. I've been faced with a very situation where I'm looking at it. I say, God, I have no experience with this. I have no expertise with this. And, and even the people that are supposed to be experts at this tell me I can't do it. Well, God, here's my assignment. Hallelujah. And you're going to come through. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are the God uh, whose grace is all sufficient. You see, we're not disqualified because of our limitations. We're not disqualified because of our weaknesses. We're not even disqualified because we've messed up. Sometimes our mess up will become a setup. Sometimes our stumbling, amen, will be the beginning place where we're going to learn to stand in the strength of the Almighty. Sometimes the greatest revelation you can get in life is to realize you are not all that in a bag of chips. But it says we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You need to understand, first of all, your assignment is not your idea. God didn't hand you a sign-up sheet and says, what assignment would you like today? (laughs) There is no sign-up sheet. It was determined from the foundations of the earth. And it says, we were created in Christ Jesus unto good works. I got news for you. Your assignment is in your DNA. Amen. That's right. It was written before you were in your mother's womb. Yes. We've just got to learn to tap in to that which God has supernaturally placed on the inside of us. Amen. The problem is we're looking in the mirror. We're looking at our track record. We're looking at we're 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 looking to people to affirm, oh, am I good enough? Man didn't give you the assignment. And man didn't prepare you for the assignment. But I will say this God will use man to process you into your assignment. Joseph had an assignment. Guess who his first, his, his first training came from? His brothers. His assignment was the pit. P-I-T, profit and training. Anybody been to a pit lately? Hallelujah. Sometimes the process starts with a pit. Then he gets a pretty good job at Potiphar's house. I mean, he went from the pit to now being in charge of this very wealthy man's uh, uh, 
uh, you know, all of his property, all of his, all of his servants, all of his uh, uh, resources and everything. And, and, he, and he did it honorably. But how many of you know sometimes, even during promotion, there'll come a test? Joseph had a test, came in the form of, 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 of uh, well, you know who she was. It's amazing how tests will come in a form that literally, well, we have to understand what tests are. Tests expose things in us and reveals things in us. Joseph could have been exposed, but yet rather his character was revealed. Problem is, he had to be lied about. He had to be betrayed. Betrayed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the for, for, for the for the next level that you have for me. I just got lied about. Amen. I'm now getting cast into prison. So guess what Joseph's next assignment was? Prison. Prison. And in that prison season. God begins to use Joseph in a greater way in the prophetic. He's interpreting dreams. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's declaring mysteries. And everybody's all excited about Joseph. I mean, everybody, every, I mean the jailhouse was rocking. And they said, we're going to remember you, boy. When we get out of here, we're going to put in a good word for you. So they get out of jail. He's still sitting in the jail. He ain't hear nothing. They forgot about him. God can use the very people that abandon you to give you a recommendation. You know, I didn't care for him too much, but he was a hard worker. I didn't really, I didn't really think too much of them. I thought they were, I thought they were kind of geeky. I thought they were kind of goofy. I thought they were kind of nerdy. But I tell you what, they showed up. Sometimes your assignment just means show up, show up, be present, be present. And then Joseph was remembered. Somebody's going to remember you because you have a due season that's coming. But before your due season comes, you've got to be faithful in the season of sowing, in the season of development, in the season of the mundane in the season of not being seen, in the season of the wilderness, in the season of isolation, in the season of unappreciation. There are times in our lives we'd like a little appreciation, we'd like a little affirmation. The problem is, if we got the appreciation and affirmation we was looking for, we couldn't handle it. We go crazy with it. We think, all right, I'm ready. I've arrived. 
We are his workmanship. See, we have to understand we are His. We are His vessels. We are not our own. We've been bought with a price. So it's not about our itinerary. It's not about our schedule. Our times are in His hands. So we need to understand that our current assignment affects the next assignment. Take care of the one you're in. Then the next scripture I want to read is over in Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. It says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for His good pleasure. Remember what Jesus said? He says, the Father in me, He does the works. God is at work in you. So He's prepared works for you, and now He is at work in you. You've got a lot going for you, you just don't realize it. He's prepared good works from the foundations of the earth for you to walk in. And now, while you're learning how to walk in it, He is in you, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. He's at work in you because it's His work. The calling... It says over in Ephesians, it says that we might know the hope of His calling. It's not your calling, it's His. That we might press to the mark of the high call of the Lord Jesus Christ. It It is God on the inside of you that is working in you. Say, He's working in me. He's working in me. See, we want Him to work for us. But before he can work for us, a lot of times we gotta, he, he's got to work in us. Because unless he works in us, we ain't going to be ready for what he does for us. He's at work. He's at work. And then finally in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He will complete it. He will complete it. Some of us feel like, you know, well, Lord, I just feel like I go one step forward and four steps backwards. He's at work in you to complete it. He's at work in you. Faithful is He who called you. And He will fulfill. He will perfect that that concerns you. All that is to say this. The pressure really is not on us. It's on Him. We just got to to yield 
to His working. We've got to yield to those times and seasons. We've got to yield to the understanding that we have limitations. We have to yield to understand that it's not all up to us. One of the things that has helped my faith lately, tremendously, is that faith isn't for the things I can do. It's for the things I can't do. Oh, I can't do that. I guess I don't have faith. No, you can't do it. So now's a good opportunity to have faith. Yield to that. Yield to that. Yield to those seasons. Not yield to hopelessness, but yield to the ability that God has to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we are able to ask or think. Some of us are in an exceedingly abundantly above season because we can't think anything. We don't know what to ask for. But I'm telling you, there is one who is at work in us called the Holy Spirit. And you know what he's been sent to us to do? One of the things is to activate the very works that God ordained for you from the foundations of the earth. But the other thing that he is there for is, amen, is to begin to move you and position you because as you pray in the Holy Ghost, mm, mm, you see, God doesn't always use what makes sense. Many times he'll use what is foolishness to the world. He will use that language, amen, that's on the inside of you and praying in the Spirit as we're doing that. You see the great thing about it, when we always pray in with the understanding, I'm not saying it's wrong to pray with the understanding, but if you're praying according to your thought life many times, you're going to mess stuff up. You think, well, God didn't answer that prayer. Well, thank goodness he didn't. (laughs) But when I pray in the Holy Ghost, I am praying according to the perfect will of the Father, and I am actually agreeing with the works that God has ordained for me from the foundations of the earth, and I'm praying myself into that assignment. I'm praying myself into those open doors. I'm praying myself uh, into those situations that I couldn't do for myself because the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings too deep to be uttered. And when we agree with those groanings, when we agree with that intercession, what are we doing? It says that it says that the Spirit of God is sent to help us yes. with our infirmities, help us with our uh, w- w- with our limitations. I think the worst thing that could ever happen to us is when if the Holy Spirit ever came to us and says, "I can't help you," because <laughs> you're too busy helping yourself. That's right. We always trying to figure stuff out. Good luck with that. Because you find yourself, I mean, you chasing your tail like a chihuahua. (laughs) One of the good indications that we need to press in by praying in the Spirit is when we find ourselves repeating the same cycles over and over. 
when we keep hitting our head against the same brick wall. When we keep repeating the same failures over and over. It seems that things go good for a while and it seems that doors are open and then boom, we're out. And we're looking for the next open door and then boom, we're out. Hello? Hello? It's not saying that we're being punished. It's not saying that, that, that we're a failure. It's not saying that, that, uh, uh, that, that we don't know what we're doing. Well, actually, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> How many have ever been in those cycles before? And if you could fix it, you would. No doubt about it. You would bankrupt yourself to fix it if you could, if you had to. That's when we have to lean into Him who knows, who is the Alpha and the Omega. He knows the beginning from the end. He is the Ancient of Days. And He knew where you would be today. He knew where you would be when you got the bad news. He knew where you would be when you couldn't figure stuff out. He knew where you would be when the doors were shut. And He saw the other side of it. And He's giving you the Holy Spirit to pray, help you pray from where you are to the next step. And not only to the next step, but what to do in the current situation. Okay, God, how do I navigate this season of dryness? How do I navigate this season of, of lack of opportunity? How do I navigate this season of being told no? How do I navigate this season of closed doors? I'm going to tell you something. This could actually be the best season up to now that you've had. I believe God wants us to, to it, it, it's not about even understanding altogether your current assignment. It's just recognizing regardless of how mundane, regardless of how aggravating, regardless of how uh, much it doesn't look like where we want to go. If we will embrace that as our current assignment, who knows? Maybe you're about to get a visit from the HR lady <laughs> because there's a promotion at another company coming. Maybe, amen, you're about to find out there's nothing the doctor can do. Maybe you're about to find out that no, no uh, civil court, no criminal court, nobody will hear your case. That's not the worst thing that could happen, guys. That's just the opportunity to recognize hallelujah. I have an advocate. He is Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. Above all, I'm able to ask or think at this moment because I'm out of ideas. Amen. And nobody has any ideas for me. And it's in these seasons that prepares us for the best season that's ahead. Somebody talking about Moses 
I, I am so excited right now. I, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm so excited. My, my wife and I were talking about this last night. We are so excited about what God is doing, even though right now we don't own our own home, even though right now we live in a two-bedroom, one-bath house, amen, or, or apartment, even, even though we don't have a brand-new car. It, it, that... that that doesn't mean anything. We know, amen, that what God has for us, that, we ha that, that our best season is ahead of us. Right. I know that. I know that. Because if it's not, Lord, take me home now. <laughs> but, but no, I know that. I, and, and here's the thing. Getting older is not a liability. I am a card-carrying member of the, of the old fogies club. I got my red, white, and blue card in the mail last week. <laughs> my name is on the roll. But I'm telling you, the activity of God in my life is it, it is on overdrive right now. Now I'm going to tell you something. I'll never, I'll never reveal a lady's age, but somebody that's having sixty dreams in a month right now, it says your old men will dream dreams. Amen. <laughs> Chuck told me to say this. So I'm <laughs> Guys, getting old is not, is not the death sentence. It's not a liability. Those of you that are hitting the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, honey, if you're still here, there are still works that have been ordained for you from the foundations of the earth. And I'm confident of this very thing, that he that has begun a good work in us, gathering family, will complete it yes. into the day of Jesus Christ. He is Amen. not finished with you. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Bistidi bacanda levo bartapo, sigici de bondo sugurati, lidi bambra bege sabado fanathanica, yishere parompo doca sadaveti glagirista, chirababai, chukarabai, rondolo batale betiti. For surely has it not been said that you would not believe the things that I will do for you, even if it were told you. Eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things that I have prepared for those that love him. But by my spirit, I reveal them. For the Lord would say to you, as I speak to you in the night season, 
as I speak to you through my prophets, as I speak to you through my word, as I am revealing myself to you line upon line, step upon step, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, know this, I am unfolding for you the mysteries that have been hidden for you from the foundations of the earth. Humble yourselves before me, says the Lord, because my secret is for them that are humble and contrite before me. My presence and my glory is reserved for those that are broken before me. My strength is reserved for those that have come to the end of their strength. And my wisdom and my understanding is for those that will not lean upon their own. So abandon yourself to me in this hour, says the Lord. Do not look unto man's strength. Do not look to the wisdom of this world. Neither seek its approval. For surely there is a great cloud of witnesses, says the Lord. That they've heard my decrees. They have heard and they have seen the plans that I have for you. For even the prophets of old wanted to see the hour that you are in. So I am unfolding my plan to you, my children. Humble yourselves before me. Lean not unto your own understanding. Even in the wilderness and in the confusion of this world, I will cause you to arise with my glory. Even in the midst of this dark hour that is coming upon the earth, surely it shall not be an hour of darkness for you. It shall not be an hour of confusion for you. It shall not be an hour of destruction for you. But it shall be the hour that I said through my prophet, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord shall be seen upon you, and kings shall come to your light, and nations to the brightness of your rising. You will arise in this hour, says the Lord. Even when you feel weak, even when you don't know, even when you do not understand, understand this, says the Lord, I am with you. I am your shield. I am your exceeding great reward. You are my heirs, says the Lord. You are heirs of the covenant that I made with your father Abraham. You are my seed, and you are that holy nation through which all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. You are my royal priesthood. You are my holy nation. And the glory of this house in this hour shall exceed the glory of the former house. Even the house that Solomon built 
in all of its glory that all the kings of the earth would come to see the works that he did and see the glory of that temple and see the glory of that city. Know this, you shall exceed that in this hour because one greater than Solomon has come and his name is Jesus. And he has made unto you wisdom, redemption, and sanctification. So rejoice. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, says the Lord. For this is not the hour of your desolation. This is not the hour of your destruction. This is not the hour of your undoing. This is the hour of the revealing of the sons of God in the earth. I am the chief and commander of the Lord's army. I go before you, says the Lord, and I will cause you to triumph, and great shall be the reward that you will see in this hour, says the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's stand and give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.